0: Welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen. Today's episode is the third of a four-part workshop series called Heart of Yoga that took place at Austin Bouldering Project. In this third session, we moved into exploring the niyamas, salcha, tapas, and santosha. This recording includes discussion, meditation, pranayama, and some surprise physical movement. You may want to bolster or block for comfortable sitting. All right, so... The last two weeks we covered the yamas, which is the first limb of the eight limb path. So those were like the things that you shouldn't do, right? Don't steal, and don't hoard, and don't go crazy with things that might become addictive. Uh, Don't lie, and don't be violent, right? So now we're coming into the niyamas. So this is the second limb of the eight limb path. So the first limb is really meant as like change agents, right, to really start to refocus on how the behaviors in your life are starting to appear. So it's starting to just put us on the path, right? When we start to clear some of these things away of like, okay, if you have violent tendencies, you find that you have like anger in the car. Okay, let's let that go, right? I have hoarding, grasping kind of tendencies. Let's let that stuff go. So just kind of starting to get rid of the things that normally keep you on this kind of path of suffering. Let's put you on a different path. Path of compassion, path of love, path that's gonna take you more spiritually. So then the second limb, the niyamas, these are, there are five of them as well. And these are more things to sustain staying on the path. Right? And it doesn't mean that once you've finished, finished the niyamas, you've went through your life and you've kind of checked off the boxes that you're done with the, ni- or the, done with the yamas and that we've moved on to niyamas. They're always gonna come into play. Right? It's not like you you decided one day I'm, I'm going to stop holding on to old emotional things and suddenly you're like all good. Uh, emotional things are still going to pop up in your life and it's going to be a continual process. But it's just that's the change agent. It's the refocusing of your efforts starting to put you on this path. So the niyamas are what's going to support your spiritual path from here on out. So uh, today we're going to cover three And we'll get more in-depth with them, but I'm going to spell them out for you so that in case you go home, you go, what were those three and how do I spell them, how do I Google them? So the first one is saucha, S-A-U-C-H-A. Sometimes you'll see it spelled without the H. This is cleanliness or purity. We'll talk more about that. The second one is santosha, S-A-N-T-O-S-H-A, and that's contentment. And the third one is tapas. Not to be confused with Spanish tapas, the food. Uh, but tapas meaning self-discipline. Okay, So we'll get into those three um, a little bit more in depth, but I thought we would start by standing up and get a little bit of movement because we're going to do some seated stuff. We're going to do some discussion, and then we'll come into a more physical practice. So just shake things out for a moment. <sighs> Feel how your shoulders are. All right. So... Let's just start by swinging the arms a little and just noticing how your body starts to feel. Okay, so generally when we start to move one body part in one direction, your body will counter. Right, so you might feel that like the shift of the weight in your feet. All right, so let's take the arms out of the Let's just take our hips a little side to side. All right, so I know Chris is gonna laugh at me because he is a school teacher. And he might start to see where this is going. I'm gonna teach you guys how to floss, okay? Just for some body awareness, Crystal's like, oh my God, this flossing, it like never ends. Does anybody know where the origin of the floss comes from? Okay, I had to Google this, right? Because my kid came home, he's like, I can do the floss, but his floss looks like this. And I was like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) Is it supposed to be like this? Okay, so the floss comes from this backpack kid, and you can look him up on YouTube. And he had this YouTube video, and Katy Perry found him and was like, oh, he's got such an interesting little dance. We're going to bring him onto stage, and I forget which MTV or some kind of show. And so he was this backpack kid. He literally wore a backpack, and he has this very, like, non-expressive face, and he's doing the floss. So uh, I'm going to teach you the floss in slow motion just so we get our bodies moving a little bit. Okay, so we're going to start by taking your arms to the right, and you're gonna shift your hips to the left. You're gonna take your right hand behind and your left hand over to the left, and we're gonna swing your hips to the right. Yeah, yeah, think about it. So right hand behind your back, left hand over to the left, and your hips have gone to the right. Okay, you're gonna go back to the position that we were at, so hips to the left, arms to the right. Now we're gonna swing both hands in front of us over to the left, hips go to the right. So you have hips to the right, hands to the left. This left hand is gonna go behind and you're gonna shift your hips to the left. All right, go back to the position that we were just at. Little hands to the left, hips to the right. We're gonna take these arms in front of us, over to the right, hips to the left. We're doing the floss, guys. Okay, right hand behind, hips to the right. Back to the position we were in. Hands in front of you, over to the left. Don't worry if you don't get it. And then we're gonna take the left hand behind you, hips to the left. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So your floss might start to feel fluid. It might also start to feel like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? How is this related to yoga? It's not completely related to yoga, but it's just getting into your body, right? This is the point of yoga, is that we start to connect with what's happening in your body, and then recognizing the emotional things that bubble up, right, if this is the most awkward thing that you've done today, cool, right? If this is the worst thing that you've done today, cool, it can only go up from here, right? We just have to change perspective. Okay, all right, (laughs) let's take a comfortable seat. So I'm gonna set you guys up. We're gonna do some seated meditation to begin with. This is why I had you stand up and move a little bit because we're gonna be seated for a little bit. So there's a few ways to set this up. What I like to do is have a blanket for my knees and I put a bolster behind. So take this, give this a try, all right? So the bolster can either be long ways or you could turn the bolster short waist so that you have something a little smaller to sit on. And what you wanna do is just have a lift of the hips so that they're either level with your knees or that it's a little bit higher than your knees. Right? So if you think about how we normally sit on the ground, depending on how uh, open your hips are, your knees are generally higher. So we just want a little bit of lift of the seat and just a simple cross-legged seat. Now once want you roll your shoulders back and behind, just let your shoulder blades drop down. You're gonna just have the hands on the legs, and they don't have to be palmed down necessarily. If you prefer to have your palms up, that's okay too. I'm just gonna close the eyes. Let's establish our breath first. Let's find a simple inhale through your nose, fill your lungs. Easy exhale. We'll take just a few breaths here and we're observing the breath. Observing where it might get stuck. Observing how it's moving through your body. Observing how your lungs are expanding. Maybe you're starting to feel your ribs expand. You feel it expand through the front of your chest and then the back body. And then observe how the exhale moves out of your body. Notice if you're feeling tension or tightness anywhere. Can you invite a little bit of softening? And on those exhales, see if you can feel for the rooting down of your sits bones. So those two pokey bones in your butt, what are they connecting into? Can you feel them really connect there? Let's take a few more breaths in. And then flutter the eyes open. See how your legs are feeling here? I'm gonna give you just a few more options so that if, say, your foot starts to fall asleep, or one hip isn't feeling quite right, that you have something else to change up into. So we have kind of our more simple seated posture here. It could be Sukhasana, which is crisscross applesauce. If your hips are starting to get more open, you can play with half lotus. You can start to play with full lotus, okay? I'm not warm enough for full lotus, okay. Some other options here are kneeling. So you can have a bolster behind if you want a little bit of height. You could also use a block, block between the heels, knees together. So that gives you a little bit higher perch. There's also, if you wanna do it without the block, your heels are together. So this is a different kneeling meditation posture. And what we wanna feel is length through the spine. So however you're sitting or kneeling, make sure that you have some height. Staying on the heels doesn't feel good for a period of time. This is also a good posture to take. If you need a little bit extra height, they actually make meditation stools that really give you some height. And you can change it up this way. So don't feel stuck in whatever you're sitting in right now. We're gonna do like little three minute, five minute sessions. And even if we get into like minute and a half, and then you're like, oh my god, I, I can't even focus because my legs are doing something funky and this is not right. Come out of it, all right? Nobody says that you are stuck in the position that you're in, all right? So find a good posture that you want to begin in. And the meditation that we're going to take today is shamatha meditation. I'll spell that out for you if you want to take a note on that. S-A-M-A-T-H-A. Shamatha meditation. So with this, means is calming the mind through mindfulness breathing. And I really like this one because all you're doing is paying attention to the breath. And sometimes it helps to count the breath. So this is a good one, like if you're a type A person and you need something to do while you're being asked to sit still and quietly, counting the breath. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Exhale, one, two, three. Just keep doing that over and over, okay? And so what that gives you is a a centered focus. (laughs) And then as you stop needing to count, right, you might start to feel like, okay, my breath is regulated enough. I don't need to actually count my breath anymore. What we want to come back to is that observation that we just did a moment ago, right? starting to notice how your physical body is feeling, feeling for that expansion and contraction, okay? So we're going to take one round. Uh, We'll go about a minute and a half on this first round and I'll walk you through it. So make sure that you're comfortable, make sure that you're sitting up tall, relax those shoulders, close your eyes, and you'll start your breath. Inhale maybe to a count of four. Exhale to a count of four. Let's try to keep the breath moving smoothly. Notice where it's getting stuck. We're finding just little micro pauses at the top of your breath and then at the bottom of your breath. Take three more slow breaths. And we'll slowly flutter the eyes open. All right. So for how many of you, that was like the most excruciating thing? Maybe, maybe there were moments in there where you were like, ugh. Better or worse than the floss? Okay. <laughs> Trying to put things in perspective, okay. So get yourself comfortable again, maybe change up how you're sitting. And I'm gonna add some sound to this. So there's this app called the Breathing App, and this is done by Eddie Stern, who's an Ashtanga teacher out of New York, and he partnered up with Moby. Uh Uh-huh, so Moby created the sounds for this. And this is great, it's free, which for cheapo me, I love free. Um, So you can set set a timer on it, and you can set the length of the breath. So I'm gonna set you guys on a four-four breath. So count of four seconds, four seconds for the exhale. And we're gonna go for about three minutes this time. So get yourself nice and comfortable. Relax the shoulders back and behind. Sit up nice and tall. Close your eyes. And we'll get this moving. Are your eyes open? All right. So that was three minutes. And now I set that one at 4 4. So you might have noticed that it might have been moving a little fast for you because we've been sitting for a little bit and letting our breath calm. So there are different settings there. And you can obviously do breathing without an app, but if, in case you need an extra little tool to help you with that. So the reason that we sit in meditation is so that we can. Quiet everything else and get it out of the way, right? Normally, we don't have a moment to just sit with ourselves, right? If you're like me, you feel like if you stop moving, you might die, right? Is that what sharks do? Like if they don't move, they die, right? I feel like I always have to be doing something, even when I'm relaxing at home. And now with cell phones these days, I, I, I feel like I can't even sit at a red light without being like, I just saw a notification pop up on my phone. What was that, right? And so when we have this kind of monkey mind where we feel like we need to be moving all the time and we feel like we have to be doing something all the time, this can be very hard to just sit and be quiet. Because as soon as you sit and be quiet, you notice your brain is talking a lot. There's so much chatter that's happening in there. You've got like running to-do lists. You have shopping lists. You have like, oh, I forgot to respond to that one email. I needed to go to the store and I needed to go buy whatever. There's always something that's happening. So giving yourself that little bit of time, and you could do meditation for like one minute, right? You do like one, one and a half, like what we did earlier, right? There's just that moment of time where you give yourself a little bit of quiet. The other part of this that we'll get into next week and we'll do a different type of meditation is so that once you start to clear the excess stuff and we let the outside world kind of fade away and you give yourself that little bit of time to just sit and be quiet is that there's that calming effect from your nervous system but then we can start to use this meditation for deeper insight so we'll get more into that next week just know that there's kind of a progression for meditation right and you can use meditation for a number of reasons to feel like you're being productive i'm actually going to productively calm myself i'm going to be productive about giving myself a little moment of self-care and a little bit of quiet when normally my life is so loud and so chaotic. Um, So we're going to take this practice and we're going to start looking at our niyamas. So we're going to have a little bit more seated discussion. Make sure that you're really comfortable in how you're sitting. So feel free to move about. All right. So let's talk about Saucha, Saucha. So on the surface, we have cleanliness and purity. And and we're talking about like physically clearing your space, right? So uh, they talk about for our yoga practice, it's hard to stay within your practice when you're constantly distracted by things that are external. So uh, it's nice that when we come to a studio, the studio is kept clean for you, right? But if you're at home, Home practice is very hard, because suddenly you have to be like, oh, I gotta move the coffee table, right? I've gotta like, I'm, I'm gonna notice the little dust bunnies. Oh, now I gotta sweep the floors. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna notice you know, the laundry basket that's, got, you know, so if you are easily distracted by external things, maybe your first step in getting to that sustainable path is clear your space, your physical space. Make some room, and it doesn't have to be be a ton of room. You don't have to have like a specialized yoga room in your house, right? Enough space clear to set your mat down or blanket and a bolster if you're gonna do seated meditation instead. And take away the things that you know are gonna distract you if they're, turn your cell phone on, do not disturb, silent, right? Maybe don't run the washing machine if it makes a beep when it's done, right? So the little things that are going to pull you away that are becoming those external distractions, that's also saucha. Clear it out of the way first. Take all those things out. And then we get into our mental saucha, right? Starting to take those things out of your head that you don't need for the amount of time that you're setting. So usually when I start my vinyasa classes, I tell my students, let everything else fade away and out of the room that you don't need. So if you're carving an hour to come to a yoga class or doing a yoga practice at home, give yourself that hour, right? Set a timer if you need to for that hour. Clear it on your schedule. I actually schedule stuff in. I'm kind of calendar crazy. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. So for me, I have to literally put that hour or whatever I need into my schedule and I clear everything else. I make sure I have enough time to get to where I need to be and make sure that there's enough time after for me to get to where I need to go after. But for that one hour, whatever I set aside, I don't worry about anything else, right? I know my kids are taken care of right now. My husband's gonna do the shopping today. Whew, I don't have to think about the shopping list, right? The things that I don't need to do for that amount of time that I've set for myself, get rid of it. It can wait. Life does not end when you take a one-hour yoga class, right? <laughs> Life does not end if you give yourself 30 minutes, right? It's kind of like when you go to get a massage. Do you worry about everything else while you're getting that massage? If you are, then you're not really getting the benefits of the massage, right? If you're always tense and your mind is wandering the whole time. So saucha is also about that, about clearing mental space, clearing the time, clearing your physical space. So I'll read you a little passage. So this book that I've been reading from, this is called Meditations from the Mat. This is by Rolf Gates, R-O-L-F Gates, and it has 365 little essays, so these are meant to be read daily, or if you're like me, I binge read. Um, But it's really great in giving us uh, just little bits of different interpretations than what might be just the traditional interpretation. So, what he says, yoga says we should start where we are, on the physical plane, with our bodies and the acts of our bodies. Furthermore, we must begin to see our minds as organs of action and our thoughts as acts. Each step we take on this path is a step into the unknown and a confirmation of our ability to live a better life. The people whose practice of Saucha I watched and admired early on in my spiritual journey were actually doing it. They were enacting their spiritual beliefs in a tangible, everyday way. Saucha is an invitation to spread your wings a little bit to experience your freedom, to take small steps with big consequences, to break free. Go ahead, hint, the cage is not locked. So for me, what he's talking about here is that we tend to feel like we are boxed in into like this is how the practice is done. And we make it a little too rigid, right? And he's like, the cage isn't locked. You can step out of it. There are other ways to approach it. And that when we can start from The outside in, this is, especially for the West, this is how we start to find our spiritual path, where we start to find this more sustainable path that isn't gonna be pulling us all the time into our suffering. So when we can start from that outside in, and we start to look at Satya from, okay, our physical space, our physical bodies, right? Take a shower, right, brush your teeth. Things that are gonna take care of you from the outside, and then we start to go one step in and one step in, and one step in, so that when we can get to the center of it, we have cleared everything else out that doesn't need to be there, that isn't helpful, and we can start with the purity that's already inside of us. So that's a pretty cool thought to think about, that we have this already. We've just been mucking it up right now with all the external things, so get that away. All right, so let's talk about santosha. So santosha is contentment. And so contentment shouldn't be confused with like, pure joy and happiness. Contentment is feeling satisfied. So I remember I went with my grandparents on a trip to Japan, this was right after high school. And uh, so I have hoarding, grasping tendencies as a human being, I'm like, ooh, like, give everything to me, I'm gonna like soak it all in, I'm gonna hold it really tight. And we would go to these restaurants, And I wanted to eat everything, everything. I have a problem with this, okay? I was like, oh my gosh, well, when's the next time I'm going to come to Japan? Well, I need to eat the ramen, and I need to have the tempura, and I need to have the sushi, and I need to have... And I was feeling sick for most of the trip because I was like, oh, I've just eaten everything. It was so good. And even though my body's like, stop, I'm like, one more bite. (laughs) We can't let that go to waste. Two more bites, right? And so my grandfather was like, in Japanese culture, they only eat to 80%. They get to about 80% of their capacity and, and then they stop and they go, am I really full? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel like I've gotten what I need? We as Americans are like, we're going 100% on this. We're going to go 110% on this. We're going to like, Ugh. we're going to show them how to eat," right? We have like eating contests that are ridiculous. Uh, But over there, they get to 80%. That's their, that's culturally, they don't feel like they need to binge, they don't feel like they need to overdo something, they don't need to do like to the max. So we get to about 80%. I started doing this about halfway through that trip. And I was like, oh, I do feel satiated at that 80% point. And I don't feel sick afterward when we have to go walk around the city. Right, where I'm lugging all of my stuff with me and I'm not crying that my legs are sore and I've got a belly ache and like, I just need to lie down. So Santosha is talking about getting to that level of contentment, feeling satiated, feeling satisfied. It doesn't mean we're always reaching over, right? Because if we're always reaching over, now we've expended energy where we don't need to and now we have to deal with the effects of taking too much in. So, I'll read you a passage for, for this one. So, okay. Santosha. Allow the posture to bring you deeply into the moment, and you will experience contentment. Not as resignation, but as the vibrant experience of all living beings, as the so- song that is sung by a world that is sacred. Contentment is an everyday practice. And most of the time, we will be applying it to our everyday responsibilities, our everyday toil. Okay. Everyday stuff, this is what contentment is about. Our everyday stuff, right? keeping our homes clean, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our loved ones, right? doing the things that we need to do to be satisfied. Not about getting an A plus every time not feeling like we have to go to 100, go to 11, whatever metaphor you wanna put in there, right? It's finding enough and feeling okay with enough. And I think we have this idea that we always need to be over and beyond. So I've given this example in, in classes before. When I go to the dealership to get like, my oil changed or get maintenance, they always ask you at the end, can we send you a survey? And I was like, okay, sure. Will you please put a 10 on the survey? And I was like, what? Okay, fine, let me see what the survey says. So the survey is a zero to 10 kind of scale. And they ask you, how was your service at the dealership today? Zero is like completely dissatisfied. They messed something up, right? They put like a five at like satisfied. And then they put 10 as like over and above. And I'm like, that wasn't an over and above kind of service. They didn't, like, give me a back massage and, you know, cook me an omelet while I waited. I was like, they did the job that I paid them to do. They changed my oil. Why do we feel like we need to do a 10 every time? Isn't five... Enough, I needed my oil change. Okay, they would have like free bottles of water there and like a little espresso machine. So cool, I'll give them like a seven. It was like a nice experience. And then if my service guy, uh, if he keeps me on top of, you know, it's gonna take about 10 more minutes. Do you need anything else? Okay, that might bump up my score a little bit more. I might give them like an eight. But a 10, do we need to operate at a 10 all the time? You know, when we're doing things for ourselves? Five is good. Five isn't failing. Five is contentment, right? So this is what yoga is talking about with contentment is that be okay with the five, right? When we come into our postures and your teacher asks you to come into warrior one, right? Warrior one can be relaxed. That's still warrior one. Warrior one does not have to be, ooh, right? Practice out of five. Be content with where you are, feel satisfied where you are, that you're doing enough and that you can be okay with enough. That's pretty powerful. I feel like that takes a burden off our shoulders too, to not have to operate at a 10 all the time, that you're okay right in the middle. Tapas, tapas, okay. So tapas is getting into self-discipline, getting into ritual. So when we start to think about how we approach our yoga practice, Tapas is talking about the inner fire inside of us that wants to learn more. It's not saying pour gasoline on it and throw a match and Right, that's not what we're talking about here. So we're talking about this inner fire that drives you to want to learn more, to discover more about your practice. And you can't have that without some amount of discipline. So the discipline is talking about starting to create rituals that make sense for you. And the rituals can be something small of just, I'm going to set up my seat a certain way. I'm going to get comfortable. I'm going to start to find my breath. Right? Maybe you take some more basic postures. To just start your morning. Some cat-cows. Right? Maybe some side stretches. Right? Maybe you're taking just a twist. Right? Whatever it is that starts to get you on the path to want to learn more, to want to grow more. So I'll read you a passage here. It says, tapas is the spirit of inquiry. It is about having the heart of an explorer. It is the willingness to work hard in practice, the desire to know oneself, the will to be honest. But all of these virtues are predicated on a genuine desire for spiritual health. This desire will give us consistency. We will have good days and bad days, days when the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak, and days when the opposite is the case. Years of consistent practice are not built on rigid self-discipline. They are built on the desire to know more. So for me, when I first learned about tapas, I was like, oh, this is like fire. This is like, whoo!" And my type A side of me is like, I can do tapas. I'm going to... I'm gonna create my list and I'm gonna get through it, right? Again, I have certain tendencies that I recognize that I can be (laughs) honest about. But when this is talking about that self-discipline does not need to be rigid, that we don't need to have a set list, that we have to go through these things in order to be on the path, that instead it's built on a desire to know more that flips it for me. Now it doesn't feel like this is a burden. Tapa says, I have to do these things to be a good yogi. Instead, it's like, do I want to be good at this practice for me? What fulfills me? What gives me contentment? What can start to bring all of these pieces together? And when I can start from an internal desire for something, and that fire is starting to heat up, and I'm starting to kindle that fire, the fire starts burning on its own. I don't have to keep fueling it. right? If you can get that fire to get going, and all you do is have to breathe and give it some oxygen, it doesn't feel like a chore, and it doesn't feel like a burden, and it doesn't feel like this is something I have to do against my will. So this has now become something that, oh, I kind of like coming to my mat, even for like five minutes, even to do some simple stretches. You can give yourself permission to have a little bit more leeway with these things. It does not have to be rigid, it does not have to be prescribed. I had one student come up to me after class one day and she goes, I wanna be able to do some home practice. What practice should I do at home? And I was like, whoa, whoa, that's like a really big question. I, I can't give her like, you have to do these five poses because what if one day she's got a sore back, she slept funny, are those five poses gonna serve her then? What if she's having a very stressful day, and her energy is very low? Do I give her five poses that she has? To, you know, you have to be able to have variety, and you have to be able to read your own body and make the right decisions, because this isn't a prescribed practice in the sense that you have to do these things. It's more about okay, let's listen to ourselves. So maybe you start with some meditation, whether it's seated or just closing your eyes and be quiet, or maybe you just get quiet and just say, hey brain, what's going on today in my body? And when you can start to take those signals that your body is sending you and going, okay, here's my energy level today, here's what my stress level is today, here are my physical things that are happening in my body today, now we can start to make a decision, what is the best way forward? And that that to me is very helpful because as a teacher, this is how I read my students and how I decide what to do in class for that day. I always check in, I go, how are you doing? If somebody's having wonky hip today, shoulders are tight. That changes how I give a practice and guide a practice because there's no point in giving you a practice where you're gonna be upside down the whole time if everyone's having neck issues, right? There's no point in offering a practice saying this is how it needs to be if everybody just wants to take a nap. So being smart enough to, to listen to your body and to listen to the signals, have this inner desire to want to do and learn more, and making your decisions based on that. So there we are. All right. Does anybody have any questions about these? They'll probably bubble up later. Feel free to Google some stuff later. Feel free to reach out to me. Um, on the backs of those cards that I have there is my social media stuff, so I'm, I'm online. If you need to shoot a quick message, I'm happy to answer anything. Okay, all right, so let's get moving a little bit. All right. So clear your space. Let's move the props out of the way. And we're gonna come up to standing. Shake right. it out, shake it out, whatever you need to do here. So we're gonna to come to the top of your space and we're gonna bring your big toes toward each other and you're gonna keep about an inch or so between your heels. So what we don't want is your legs are glued and you have no way to balance. We also don't want your, we're not in ballet, so you don't have to do first position with your feet. So we want big toes toward each other, an inch or so between the heels. You're gonna roll your shoulders back and behind, let your palms turn forward. You just start to notice the physical sensations in your body. Where is the balance in your body? Notice if you're coming all into the toes and you feel like, oh, everything's leaning forward. Feel if you're hanging out on the heels and having to do some weird stuff in your body to stay balanced, and what we wanna do is we wanna feel all four corners of your feet. So what I'm talking about is under your big toe mound, under your pinky toe mound, and on either side of your heel. We want all four of those points even. And then feel for your knees to float over your ankles. Feel for your hips to float over your knees. Feel for your shoulders to float over your hips. And then your head is just the cherry on top. Just let it float. So we're gonna start by opening the mouth and you're gonna take an inhale. Exhale out the mouth. Could do that again, inhale, exhale. This time close your mouth and see if you can get that same kind of breath. Keep going with the breath. So what you wanna feel is for that breath to drag at the back of your throat and then release back through the throat. And it's making some sound, that's good. This is our ujjayi breath. It might sound a little Darth Vader-ish. You can think of it as ocean waves. So ujjayi breath is a heat building breath. So it's keeping the breath inside of our bodies instead of a big exhale through the mouth where we tend to release heat from our bodies. And this is gonna start to stoke that inner fire. So this ujjayi breath can also be really calming, right? It gives you something physical to work with. You feel it drag at the back of your throat. It gives you a focus of trying to keep that length of your inhales and exhales the same. And just like we did when we were in our seated meditation, we can start to feel that expansion as the lungs are taking the breath in. Feel that anchoring as the breath comes out. So keep with your ujjay breath in through the nose, out through the nose. Let's take two more. One more inhale. You're gonna flutter your eyes open, keep moving with the breath. All right, we're gonna start with some half salutations. So on your next inhale, take your arms to the sky. Exhale, you're gonna fold forward and down. You can keep a soft bend through the knees. Inhale, we'll take a half lift. Hands to the shins, push your heart forward. Exhale, come back into your forward fold. Inhale to rise all the way back up. Use your full inhale to get all the way to the top. Exhale, hands come into heart center, samasitihi. Let's do four more of these. Inhale. Exhale. Fold. Inhale, half lift. Push your heart forward, shoulders back. Exhale, release into your fold. Inhale to rise all the way back up. Press into your feet. Exhale, bring hands back into heart center. Good. Three more. Inhale, arms up. Exhale, fold forward and down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise all the way to stand. Reach up, look up. Exhale, hands into heart center. Two more. Inhale, reach. Exhale, fold. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise to the top, reach up. Exhale, hands in a heart center, samasthiti. One more, inhale, take it up. Exhale, fold. Inhale, heart forward, half lift. Exhale, release. Inhale, rise all the way up. Exhale, hands in heart center. There. Take a moment here in samastitihi, standing at attention. Keep your shoulders relaxed. And then scan the body from the ground up again. Feel where the weight is in your feet. Feel all four corners of your feet pressing into the floor evenly. Feel for your joints stacking one over the other. The face soft, jaw relax. Two more breaths. One more inhale. Okay, float of the eyes open. We'll start to work into our sun salutation A and we'll move through some modifications. Okay. So, on your inhale, we're going to reach the arms up. Exhale, fold. Fold forward and down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands to the ground, step your feet back. Let's find plank for a moment, top of a push-up. You're welcome to take these from the knees. Good, fingers spread wide. Look forward of your fingers. Feel for the top of your head to reach forward. Feel the heels press back. And then puff up between your shoulder blades. Yeah, hug your belly toward the spine. We're gonna take one more inhale here. Come forward on your tiptoes. And then exhale, we're gonna lower all the way to the floor. Slowly, elbows next to ribs. Point your toes behind once you get to the bottom. Inhale, you're gonna open through the chest. Shoulders relax behind. Here's your baby cobra. We're gonna spend another two breaths here. Reach your heart forward. Take one more audible breath. Okay, now tuck your toes, we're gonna lift the hips. Downward facing dog, press your heart back toward your thighs, keep a soft bend through your knees. So the distance from your hands to your feet should be relatively the same as when you were in plank. If you're feeling really tight in the backs of the legs, bend your knees a little feeling really tight and you need some movement feel free to pedal it out so bend one knee at a time send the opposite heel to the floor your fingers are spread really wide and you're going to soak the palms all the way down into the ground feel that full connection of your hands into the earth and then relax your head and your neck shake your head no nod your head yes we'll take two more breaths here One more inhale. Look up at your hands. Step your feet forward to the front of your mouth. Inhale, we'll take a half lift, flat back, heart forward. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise all the way to the top. Reach your arms up and look up. Exhale, hands into heart center, samasthiti. Again, inhale, arms up. Exhale, fold down. Inhale, halfway lift, flat back. Exhale, hands to the ground, step your feet back. Let's find plank. Take another inhale here, broaden across the chest, look forward of your fingers. Exhale, we're going to lower all the way to the floor, elbows next to ribs. Point your toes behind, lift your chest and chin, inhale, cobra pose. Exhale, tuck your toes, lift your hips, downward-facing down. Soften through the shoulders, draw them away from your ears, relax your calves, see where your heels end up with gravity. Practice out of five here. No need to overdo the extension through the arms or the spine. We're not trying to rip your body apart. We're just trying to feel your body. Two more breaths in. One more inhale. Good. Look back up at your hands. Step or float your feet to the top of your mat. Inhale to half lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise all the way to the top, arms to the sky. Exhale, hands into heart center, samasitihi. We're gonna move through two more. Inhale, reach up. Exhale, fold down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands to the ground, step your feet back, plank. Let's move through our flow. From a high plank position, lower down, there's your exhale. Inhale, open through the front body. Exhale, tuck the toes, lift the hips, downward facing dog. Breathe here. Let's take three more breaths. Where can you let go a little bit? Where are you holding on really tight that can be relaxed? What is some mental clutter that you can release and clear while we're here? We'll take one more breath in. We'll come back to the top of your mat, step or float your feet forward. Inhale to half lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise all the way to stand, reach up and look up. Exhale, hands into heart center. One more. Inhale, arms up. Exhale, fold down. Follow your breath. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands to the ground. Step your feet back. Let's move through your vinyasa. Elbows in as you lower. There's your exhale. Inhale, open the front body. Chest is broad. Shoulders relax. Exhale, tuck your toes and lift the hips. Downward facing dog. Breathe. Three more breaths. Keep those fingers spread wide. Give yourself the support of your hands into the ground. Get as much of the weight into your legs as you can. We'll take one more breath here. This time bring your knees down. We'll come into child's pose. You're gonna sink your hips back towards your heels. Let your head relax into the floor. So there is a ritual at New Year's of doing 108 of these sun salutations. And most of that is gonna be a mental game, right? We only did four today. So imagine continuing to do this for 108 times. And this ritual, whether you wanna do it just one time four times, ten times, a hundred times, is to establish your breath. Right? And it builds heat inside of you. And then it becomes moving meditation. Right? Once you have your sun salutation A as muscle memory, you're thinking less about the postures themselves and you're moving with the breath. Right. In that way, that, that's a bit of Saucha. cleaning out this need to focus so much on each posture. Where should my hands be? Where should my feet be? Am I feeling the right things in my arms or in my back? And so in this way, our physical practice is all preparation for meditation, for being able to clear your mind, to be able to sit with yourself, to not feel that, anguish and the frustration from those first few times that you try meditation. So when you can think of these sun salutations that we do in class by connecting the breath with the movement, connecting our minds with our bodies, these are rituals that you can bring into your home practice as well. So if you ever feel like you're stuck, I want to do some yoga, I can't make it to class, what should I do? And I need to get some fire going in my body. Sun salutations are a really great place to start. So let's take a few more breaths here. When you're ready, we'll come back into Downward Facing dot. So tuck your toes, lift your hips. If you need to pedal out the feet a little more here, feel free to take some movement. Connect it into your hands and your feet, fingers spread wide. See if you can feel the base of your thumb into the floor. There's a nice big muscle there. See if you can feel for the webbing between your thumb and your index finger, staying anchored. And then start to feel each of the knuckles in your palm and under your fingers, even your finger pads pressing into the floor. Yeah, take one more breath here. You're gonna look up at your hands, and let's come back to the top of your mat. Step or float your feet forward. Take a half lift, inhale, heart forward, shoulders back. Exhale to fold. Inhale, rise to stop. Take the arms up. Exhale, hands come into heart center. We're gonna take some slow sun Bs. So sun Bs are basically our sun A's, we're just adding a couple extra poses in. We'll start with chair pose. You're going to bend your knees, sink your hips back like you're really reaching for a chair, and then sweep your arms up to the sky. This might feel like you're dumping a bucket of water on your face. So we want the weight in our heels, not in our toes. Feel for a gathering of the middle line, so your thighs, your knees, even the front of your ribs are coming toward each other. We'll stay here for just one more breath. Exhale, you're going to release it and come into a forward fold. Inhale, halfway lift, heart forward. Exhale, hands to the ground, step your feet back, find your plank, let's move through your vinyasa any way you need to do it. If you need to do it with the knees down, take it knees down, but exhale lowers you. Inhale, toes point behind, open through the chest. Exhale, tuck the toes, lift the hips downward facing dog. Good, so let's take a couple breaths here. Settle back into your hands and your feet. Take one more inhale we're gonna take a more traditional sun bee. So we're just gonna step your right foot forward into a lunge, and then spin your back heel down. Once you have your feet flat on the ground, inhale and reach your arms up. So keep this bend in the right knee. Rule of thumb for where your toes and your knees are. You want your toes to point the direction of your knee. So this front knee should be pointing straight forward so your toes are pointing straight forward. Your back knee is probably turned maybe like 45 degrees. It might be a little bit more forward than 45 degrees. So turn your toes forward to support your knee. Mm -hmm. And if you're feeling wobbly like you're on a tight wire, step your right foot to the right a little. Right? So you want your legs the same hips distance, okay? So it doesn't make any sense if you're Feet are all like here, and that's gonna do a weird thing with your hips. It also doesn't make sense to be this wide. Nobody's hips are this wide, I promise you, even if you think you feel that way, okay? All right, so here's our warrior one. Relax your shoulders down, find a spot in front of you. Just let your eyes rest there. Take one more inhale. Good, exhale, we're gonna bring your hands to the ground. You're gonna step your right leg back. We're back in our plank. We're gonna move through your vinyasa. So exhale goes from a high plank to a low. Inhale, points the toes behind, chest opens. Exhale, tuck the toes, lift the hips, downward facing dog. All right, we'll set up the same on the other side. So you're gonna step your left foot forward into a lunge. Bring your back heel down, both feet are flat on the ground. Keep that bend in your left knee, inhale, rise all the way up. Here's our warrior one. So again, take the time to find what you need to do with your legs. If you're feeling tight, step that left foot to the left a little. Notice where the knee is bending. Put those toes in that same direction, right? Relax your shoulders down. Yeah. find another breath in. Good, exhale, hands to the ground. Step your left leg back. Let's move through our vinyasa. You're welcome to skip these as well. Keep breathing as if you're doing them, and we'll meet in downward facing dog. Down. Inhale opens you, exhale sends it back. Breathe here for three, two more, one more inhale, look back up at your hands, step or float your feet forward, inhale to half lift, exhale fold, inhale chair pose, bend your knees, sink your hips low, arms to the sky. Good, hug everything into the middle line. Relax the shoulders, let's take one more breath in. Exhale, stand up straight, hands into heart center. All right, here's our samas So we're gonna work through four more of these sunbees. We'll take the next two a little slow, just like we just did, and then the last two, we'll do one breath per movement, and you'll see if it starts to feel like it's a little more muscle memory, okay? All right, breath in, breath out. Good. Chair pose on your inhale. Bend your knees, reach up. We're going to stay here for your exhale. Take one more inhale. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands to the ground. Step your feet back. We'll move through your vinyasa. Exhale, lowers you from that high plank position. Inhale, opens the front body. Toes point behind. Exhale, tuck the toes, lift the hips, downward facing dog. Stay here for a breath. Exhale. Step your right foot forward into your lunge. Spin your back heel down. Use your inhale to rise all the way up into our warrior one. Check your feet a moment. Right foot to the right a little, left foot to the left if you're feeling like you're on a tight wire. Notice where your toes are pointing Can you feel the outer edge of your left foot and the heel to the ground? Can you drag your right hip back and behind so that the hips are turning to the front of your mat? Let's take one more breath in. Exhale, release your hands to the floor. Step your right leg back, and we'll move through our vinyasa. High plank to low on your exhale. Inhale, find your opening, toes point behind. Exhale, send it back, downward facing down. Step your left foot forward into lunge. Spin your right heel down. Inhale, float your arms to the sky. Make your little adjustments here. Keep that left knee pointing straight forward. Bend enough that you can feel that left thigh engage. Move your right foot so that you feel like you're stable. Feel the outer edge of your right foot into the ground. Draw your left hip back and behind. Let's take one more breath here. Exhale, release your hands to the floor. Step your left leg back. We're in our plank. Let's move through our Vinyasa. Exhale, lower. Inhale, open, toes point behind. Exhale, downward facing dog. Stay with your ujjayi breath in through the nose, out the nose. Where can you let go of tension? And the head and the neck and the face. And relax the heels toward the ground. They don't need to touch the ground. We're just letting them fall that way. And we'll take one more breath in. And let's come back to the top of your mat. We'll take an inhale to half lift, flat back. Exhale, fold. Inhale, chair pose. Bend your knees, sink your hips, low arms up. Stay here for your exhale. Take one more inhale. Then straighten your legs, hands in a heart, center, samasitihi. All right. One more slow version. Chair pose. Inhale. Bend your knees, arms to the sky. Stay here for your exhale. Take one more inhale. Exhale, fold it down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands to the ground. Step your feet back. We'll move through your vinyasa. Follow your exhale as you lower. Follow your inhale as you open. Follow your exhale as you send it back and behind. Step your right foot forward into a lunge. Spin your left heel down. Inhale to take the arms to the sky and then start to make those adjustments in your legs. Give yourself enough space for those hips to turn forward. Relax your shoulder blades down. take one more breath here. Exhale, hands to the ground. You'll step your right leg back, plank. Let's move through our vinyasa. Follow the exhale as you lower. Inhale. Into your exhale. All right, other side. You'll step your left foot forward into a lunge. Spin your right heel down. Good, inhale to float the arms to the sky. Okay, deep enough bend in that left knee that you can feel your thigh engage, and then give yourself a little bit of space. Left foot to the left, right foot to the right. And then feel for this left hip. If you tend to kind of have your hips open to the side, you want this left hip dragging all the way back and behind. That might mean you need to shorten your stance a little if it feels like that's a lot of stretch in the back of your leg. One more breath in. Exhale, hands to the ground, left leg back, plank. Let's move through your vinyasa. Exhale, lower. Inhale, open. Exhale, downward-facing dog. Breathe here. Keep that breath moving. Feel it drag at the back of your throat. Two more breaths in. Relax the head and neck. One more inhale. Okay. Come back to the top of your mat. Step or float your feet forward. Inhale to half-lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, chair pose. Bend your knees, reach up. Stay for the exhale. Take one more inhale. Good. Samasitihi. Legs are straight. Hands come into heart center. All right, we're going to move through two more of these sunbees. We'll move a little bit quicker. But the pace of your breath is the same. So use your full inhales. Use your full exhales. All right, here we go. Inhale, chair pose. Bend your knees, reach up. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale, half lift. Exhale, hands to the ground. Step your feet back. Find your plank. Use your exhale to lower. Use your full inhale to open. Full exhale to take it back and behind, downward facing dog. Good. Inhale, step your right foot forward. Spin your left heel down. Stay there for your exhale. Inhale, we're going to float all the way up, warrior one. Exhale, hands are going to come straight to the ground, right leg back. We're going to pause and plank. Take an inhale, broaden across your chest. Exhale, lower into your chaturanga or to the floor. Inhale, open. Exhale, down, dog. Inhale, step your left foot forward into your lunge. Exhale, spin your right heel down. Inhale, float up into your warrior one. Exhale, bring your hands back down, left leg back, plank. Inhale, broaden across your chest. Exhale, lower into chaturanga to the belly. Inhale, open the front body. Exhale, downward facing dog. We'll pause here and breathe. So usually when we get to sunbees Bs in our classes, it might start to feel a little panicked in the breath. And the way to counter that is to relax into the breath. right? To not hold the breath, use the full inhale. There's a lot of moving parts, right? Stepping forward, stepping back, arms up, arms down. And instead of letting that accelerate, what we want is that slow burn. Right? We want to just keep the breath moving, keep it internal and let everything else go that doesn't need to be there. So we'll take one more breath here. Good, look up at your hands, step your feet forward. We'll take an inhale to half lift, flat back. Exhale, fold. Inhale, chair pose, bend your knees, reach your arms up. Exhale, straighten your legs, hands in a heart center, samasitihi. We'll move through just one more. Inhale, chair pose, bend your knees, reach your arms up. Exhale, fold forward and down. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, hands to the ground. Step your feet back. Find your plank. Let's move with your breath. Exhale, lowers you. Inhale, opens the front body. Exhale, takes it back and behind. We'll start with that right leg. Step your right foot forward. There's your inhale. Exhale, spin your left heel down. Inhale, rise all the way to the top. There's your warrior one. Exhale, bring your hands back down, right leg back, pause and plank. Inhale, broaden across your chest. Exhale, lower, either halfway down or to the belly. Inhale, bring it through, toes point behind. Exhale, take it back, downward facing dog. Other side. Step your left foot through, there's your inhale. Exhale, spin your right heel down. Inhale, float all the way up. There's your warrior one. Keep the bend in your left knee. Exhale, hands back to the ground, left leg back. Here's your plank. Inhale, broaden across your collarbones. Exhale, lower. Inhale, open. Exhale, send it back and behind. And we'll breathe here. Come back into your hands, your feet your breath if you've lost it along the way. And we'll take two more inhales. One more breath in. Okay. Let's come back to the top of your mat. Step or float your feet forward. Inhale, take a half lift. Exhale, fold. Inhale, chair pose. Bend your knees, reach your arms up. Exhale, straighten your legs, hands and heart center, samasitihi. Ah, all right. So you might start to feel like you're sweating a little bit, right? So there's that inner heat that's been working, right? These sunbees are a really great way to get that fire that we've already started stoking with our ujjayi breath and letting it move through the body. <clears throat> so when you do start to feel that heart pounding, right, that you almost feels like you're doing aerobics, we want to take that out of the picture and lengthening the breath and using the full breath, even when we're doing big movements, that's stepping it forward, inhale all the way up. You want to use your entire breath to get to the top, use your entire exhale to get back to the bottom so it doesn't feel like we're robotic and we're just moving. And this is aerobics, right? I'm not an aerobics instructor, obviously. So, all right, so we're going to take malasana from here and you're going to step your feet about the width of your mat, turn your toes out, Bend your knees, we're gonna sink the hips. A Few ways to adjust this if you're having a hard time getting the heels down. You could take your blanket and just put it underneath the heels for a little bit of lift, right? You could also take your block if you need a little bit of a perch, right? So you want your knees going out. Your toes are pointing the same way. Give those elbows to the insides of your thighs, palms together. Bring your thumbs toward your sternum. Bring your sternum toward your thumbs. And what that's gonna do is it's gonna open your chest and relax your shoulders. So we're gonna stay here for a few breaths, just working into your hips. And if you like, close your eyes and see if you can just feel, again, where the weight is in your feet, how your hips are feeling, where in your body is trying to resist being in this pose. We tend to hold a lot of our stress and anger and frustration in our jaw and in our shoulders and in our hips. And if that's the case for you and you notice those places, try to actively relax them. And stay with that ujjayi breath. So feel it drag at the back of the throat for both your inhale and your exhale. And if you ever forget what sensation that you're trying to go for, do it with the open mouth that we did at the beginning, right? And take that sensation and just close the mouth. So for our friend Julian here, who's, how far along are you now? Eight and, Eight and a half months. So you're getting closer and closer. Ujjayi breath is extraordinarily helpful for dealing with labor. So you can use this breath feeling drag at the back of the throat. Take just a few more breaths here. If you have something underneath your seat, go ahead and move it out of the way, and we're all gonna come all the way down to the ground. Okay. Put the soles of your feet together, we'll let the knees open out. Okay. So depending on how open or closed your hips feel, The tighter your heels are in towards your body, the more opening is required in your hips. If that doesn't feel good for you, take your heels a little more forward, a little bit more relaxed. We're gonna take this into a forward fold. So inhale, sit up nice and tall. On the exhale, you're gonna start to let your heart lead you forward and down. And we're gonna do this one long spine first. Keep your elbows next to your ribs. You can even use the hands on your feet to pull your heart forward. Take three more breaths here. Okay, we'll inhale to come all the way back up. We're gonna take one more forward fold, we're gonna do it rounded back. So this time your elbows can go out towards your knees. Start by taking your heart forward and then allow for rounding in the upper back. Let your head drop. Don't worry about how low you're going. Feel for that release in the back, in the upper back, in the shoulders. Let your head just kind of dangle down. Three more breaths here. Two more. One more inhale. And inhale your way back up. Good. We're going to roll all the way down onto your backs. And If you have any props that are next to you, just kind of push them out of the way. and Give yourself a little bit more space. Okay. Hug your knees into your chest. I'm just going to rock a little side to side on your low back. You're gonna extend your left leg long on the ground, keep your right knee in. All right. So for everyone except for Jillian, you're gonna take a twist, left leg long, right knee in, this right leg is gonna go over to the left, and your right shoulder blade's gonna anchor into the floor. Okay. And if it feels better, you can scoot your hips more over to the right to give yourself a little bit more room for the twist. And then once you're set up in it, let everything get drawn down by gravity. Take two deep breaths here. Take one more inhale. Inhale your way back through center. Hug your knee into the chest, give it one good squeeze. And then release your right leg long. Let's go to the other side. Left knee in. When you're ready, you'll take it across over to the right, maybe scoot your hips over to the left, and let your left shoulder blade anchor down. And then soften. Let your leg be wherever gravity lets it be. Feel your shoulders pressing into the floor. you're literally wringing out your organs here. So let's just let that happen. That compression is gonna push out any excess that's kind of lingering in the organs and the bloodstream. And we'll take another breath in. And let's release out of our twist. You'll bring your left leg back in, give it a good squeeze into the chest. Ah, fresh blood, fresh fluid moving through. You know, hug your right knee into the chest again. Take any final little rocking motions that feel right for you. And then we're gonna settle for Shavasana, final resting pose. We do have props nearby. If you were feeling a little tight in your low back today, what I would recommend is grabbing your bolster and putting it at the length of your mat and you would sit in front of the bolster, slide the bolster up against you, and then roll your spine onto the bolster. Let the arms open out. Legs can be however you want them. If you want them cross-legged, if you like the soles of the feet together, or even long legs. Okay. So find something that works for you. Close your eyes. We're going to take three deep breaths together. Nice long inhale through your nose. Fill up. Open your mouth and let it go. Again, big inhale. Open the mouth, release. Last one, inhale. And then breath out. Just let your breath come back to normal. No more holding, no more controlling. Let it move freely and naturally through your body. Feel how your chest and your belly rise and fall with each breath. Feel the weight of your bones getting drawn down to the earth by gravity. Relax the toes and let your feet flop open. Relax your fingers, the backs of the hands, rest into the floor. You have no other obligation for the next few minutes than to lie here and breathe. I'll keep an eye on the time for you. Give yourself this moment for yourself. Bring awareness back to your breath. Before we depart, I've got some questions for you to consider as you move forward with your day. What rituals can you invite into your day to start off on a clean slate? How can we clear ourselves of outworn patterns? How can we shift focus from seeking contentment externally to internally? Where does your mind go when things are going well? What about when things are bad or hard? What stokes your passion for practicing and learning more about yoga? How can we move within to motivate our practice rather than attach to the end result? So, start to deepen your breath here. Fill your lungs. Invite some movement back into your fingers, into your toes. Circle your wrists. Circle your ankles. I'm going to reach the arms overhead. Take a full body stretch and yawn. Move your jaw around. If you're on a bolster, we're just going to roll over to the right and we'll all end up on your right side in fetal position. Hug your knees in towards your chest. Yeah, Take a few breaths here. When you're ready, use your hands for support. and We'll press up into a comfortable seat. Let's keep the eyes closed. Bring the palms together at heart center. And let's seal our practice with a single om. First, take a full breath in and a full breath out. Inhale the chant. Oh. Stay. Thank you for listening to Finding Drishti podcast. I'll be back for a quick bite next week, continuing our discussion of the niyamas. If you'd like to learn more about me or my teaching schedule in Austin, Texas, please visit findingdrishti.com.